You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church of Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. To honor all copyright restrictions, certain elements have been edited out of this message. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the, gospel, or from the book of Genesis in chapter 39. I'm going to be reading in just a couple of different, uh, different slices of this story of, Jesus, or of Joseph interacting with Potiphar and Potiphar's wife. I invite you to uh, page 47 of your pew Bible if you'd like to follow along with today's reading from the Good News Translation. Scripture says, Now the Ishmaelites had taken Joseph to Egypt and sold him to Potiphar, one of the king's officers who was the captain of the palace guard. The Lord was with Joseph and made him successful. He lived in the house of his, of his Egyptian master who saw that the Lord was with Joseph and had made him successful in everything he did. Potiphar was pleased with him and made him a personal servant, so he put him in charge of his, of his house and everything that he owned. Joseph was well-built and good-looking, and after a while, his master's wife began to desire Joseph and asked him to go, to go to bed with her. He refused and said to her, Look, my master does not have a, to concern himself with anything in the house because I am here. He has put me in charge of everything he has. I have as much authority in his house as he has, and he has not kept back anything from me except for you. How then could I do such an immoral thing and sin against God? Then this is later in the chapter. Potiphar had Joseph arrested and put into prison where the king's prisoners were kept, and there he stayed. But the Lord was with Joseph and blessed him, so that the jailer was pleased with him. He put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and made him responsible for everything that was done in the prison. The jailer did not have to look after anything for which Joseph was responsible, because the Lord was with Joseph and made him succeed in everything that he did. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our Redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are as we say together, Amen. People who work in advertising have the wildest job I can imagine. Because sometimes they greenlight a project that has us hitting the skip ad button as fast as we possibly can. But other times they greenlight an advertising product or a project that then becomes as much a part of the culture as the product itself. If I were to say the phrase, pop, pop, fizz, fizz, we all know the next words are, oh, what a relief it is. We are all still wondering, where's the beef, which is an advertisement for Wendy's, right? And if I were to ask Mr. Owl how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, we all know that the answer is three. Three licks and then a big crunch because that's when, that's when Mr. Owl bites the Tootsie Pop in half. These advertisements bring us to the year of 2005 when the office products um, store Staples introduced an advertisement that spawned its own product based on the advertisement. 
because in 2005, Staples introduced us to the easy button. Let's watch the very first Staples easy button advertisement. Staples put that ad out, and then they had to start making easy buttons because so many people wanted them, and you still can purchase, to, to, you know, a lot of years later, you can still purchase an easy button based off of that one advertisement. Wouldn't it be nice if there was an easy button for life? As we have been thinking about Joseph's story over the past couple of weeks, what I find so interesting is that so many scenes in his life could be a part of that advertisement. Do you don't, I mean, do you think that Joseph couldn't have used an easy button in Egypt? What would have happened if he could just push a button and go from being a servant in Egypt back to his father's house, back to his secure and comfortable life, being the tattletale to his brothers and living securely? When his brothers beat him and threw him into a dry cistern and left him for dead, he could push an easy button and a rope ladder would deploy and he could climb out and then life would have been fine. Putting his multicolored coat together, back together, would be easier with an easy button, right? Joseph could have really used an easy button. But what we learn in Scripture this morning is that there was no easy button for Joseph. There was only hardship. There was no shortcut for Joseph. There was only being taken to Egypt as a possession changing hands a couple of different times until he ended up the property of Potiphar, the captain of the king's army. What we find out in Scripture is that there is no way back home for Joseph. There is only a new life in Egypt, a new life as a servant in Egypt. But what we learn early on in the story and what we are reminded of several different times throughout the story is that God continues to be with Joseph. God is with him. And because God is with Joseph, God grants Joseph success over everything that he does. And it doesn't take long of serving in Potiphar's house for Joseph's life to it not become easy. There is still no easy button, but things get easier. When Joseph arrived at Potiphar's house, when Joseph arrived as a servant, it was not likely that he started as Potiphar's personal assistant. No, Joseph would have started at the very bottom, in the lowest of the low, the most demeaning jobs. But did you catch what Joseph's thing is in Scripture? God is with him, and so God grants Joseph success in everything that he does. Joseph climbs the ladder of Potiphar's house and becomes Potiphar's right-hand man. Because after all, this is still Joseph. This is still the one that God has given these dreams of greatness. And if any dream is bound to come true, it's a God-given dream, right? That's the one that we would bet on. God is with Joseph. And what we find is that for Joseph, everything he touches ends up going right. 
even if it ends up going right in the weirdest and most backwards way possible, to the point that even though everything looks like it's going wrong and very, very wrong, it's still going to turn out okay. He is still a slave in our scripture this morning. He is regarded as nothing more than property in our scripture for this morning. And that is not going to be a thing that changes for quite some time. But even now, he is the brightest star. Even now, he is the most impressive sheaf of wheat as his dreams showed him as a kid. He is a slave, he is a servant, and he must see to the needs of others. And while he is faithfully doing that work, God is faithfully working behind the scenes to make sure that the divine purposes of Joseph's life still end up working out. It's this tension. It had to have been incredibly frustrating. And guess what? It's about to get worse. Because what happens, as we read in Scripture, is that Potiphar's wife has started to take a notice to Joseph. Joseph is young, and he's attractive, and he's successful. Joseph is a rising star in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife notices. And Potiphar's wife says, hey, let's spend a little bit of time together. Joseph is confronted with this invitation but he says no over and over again. But Potiphar's wife is insistent. She is undeterred by his nose. And after a while, the invitation becomes an insistence as she more aggressively pursues Joseph. But each time, Joseph rebuffs her advances. Each time, Joseph resists the temptation to abuse the trust of his master and sin against God. What we learn about Joseph in this instance is that, yes, he is a slave in a physical sense, but he is not a slave to sin. And what we learn about Joseph is that in resisting sin, we see his character and we see his convictions grow. We see him become a stronger person. But the decision to be a stronger person, the decision to be in right standing with God, made his life infinitely worse. Rather than finding an easy button in Egypt, it seems like Joseph has found a difficult button and then gave that a couple of good presses. In standing in his conviction, Joseph gave up all of his upward progress in Potiphar's house to the point that he ended up in prison. So for those keeping score at home at this point, the story is going off the rails. Because in Joseph's life, he has been betrayed and beaten and left for dead and sold as a possession and falsely accused of grave wrongdoing, and now he has been imprisoned. Are you looking for the easy button yet? If all things were equal, would you want to take an easy way out or not? I know who I am. 
I am diving for that easy way out. That's me. Yet God was with Joseph. Even in the depth of his despair, God is with Joseph. Even in the darkest dungeon of life, God is with Joseph. Even in this most dire of circumstances, Joseph is still the brightest star. Joseph is still the most impressive sheaf of wheat. And so Joseph makes the most of his situation even in prison, to the point where he becomes the leader of the prison. The jailer doesn't have to worry about anything because Joseph is there. Joseph consistently shows himself to be hardworking and honest and loyal to his master and righteous before God. Despite being presented with the opportunity to use his position in Potiphar's house, he doesn't. And despite the fact that that decision costs him everything, he stands firm in his integrity before God. Because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. All the rest of it doesn't matter if he doesn't have his integrity before God. In our own lives, we are confronted by temptations every single day. We know this story, don't we? We are confronted by temptation every single day. Every day, the figure of Potiphar's wife stands over our lives, not in the literal sense, but in the spiritual and metaphorical sense. We're faced with temptation. And largely, we know right from wrong. Largely, we know what it is to have integrity before God. We know what it means to live a godly life. Though I admit, life is messy. And sometimes I find myself wanting an easy button to determine what God's next step for me really actually is. But the temptation remains. And when we give in to temptation, it feels like we are hitting an easy button. Oh, we find the truth that we have to tell too difficult to deal with? There's an easy button and we lie. Or the task at hand is too tough for us to do and there's an easy button that Sophia told us about during the children's sermon that we can just not do it. That is a choice we can make. with the slightest bit of insecurity. We want to find an easy button that protects ourselves rather than like makes us vulnerable and and makes us generous. When Potiphar's wife says to us, oh, hey, come over here, the easy button says that we're just going to go over there even though we know that we should not do that. But what we find is that hitting an easy button is not as worth it as it seems because of what we give up in return. And I know that Joseph's story is a little bit different because he did not press the button and lost everything anyway, but he still had his integrity. He ended up losing so much. He lost his cushy job in Potiphar's house. He lost the respect of his master. But what he kept 
was his integrity. What he kept is this reality that God was with him. Joseph stood firm in his integrity even as it led to greater adversity. And Joseph's unique and God-given character and conviction shines through the story. When we are faced with our own temptations, what God has called us to and what Joseph has modeled as possible is an integrity that stands the test of time. We can stand in an an integrity upon which we look back and know that we did not take the easy way out. We can live with God's help. We can live an integrity that is instantly as recognizable as the cereal that Mikey likes or the little swoosh mark on the football jerseys we're going to watch after church today. This type of integrity is possible as we resist the temptation of what is easy and pursue the life that God intended. It was true for Joseph. It was true for me. And it's true for you. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we give you thanks for the strength that we need in the moments of temptation to truly notice that we are in temptation and to stand firm against it. We give you thanks for the integrity that you are building in our lives, and we give you thanks for the way that we confront situations and stand firm in our identity and who you've made us to be. When that becomes hard, we thank you for opportunities, and we thank you for examples that show us the way, examples like Joseph. Let us learn the lessons from his life, and let us live with an integrity that is grounded in who you are. Help us to resist temptation and live a life devoted to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.